0: Hello and welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. So when I was planning this series and thinking about who I'd get to talk to and what conversations I might be able to create and the topics I want to explore with you when I'm on my own, this one was supposed to be all about change because I was going to be in my new house. I was going to be living in a new place with new routines and different patterns and different things to navigate and negotiate. And so change change felt like a really good topic to explore with you. Instead, I find myself still in my house, not yet moved. Life kind of conspired a little bit to not make that happen yet but I still hold out high hopes that good things will happen in the next few weeks. In the meantime, I thought it might be useful to talk about what happens when we find ourselves out of control slightly, that we have lost that locus of control that we are so used to having and are instead relying on not having control. How does that look like? How does that feel? And how do we navigate our way around that? You may have joined um, Joe from Infinite Pathways and myself when we explored the in the masterclasses that we ran, how to create your own path through the roadmap out of lockdown. One of the things that we explored in there um, and those sessions, if you want to um, catch those, we have recorded them and they are in my um, private Facebook group for the quarterly personal challenge. I'll drop the link in the show notes. But if you search on Facebook for quarterly personal challenge, you should find the community there, which you'd be very welcome to join. And that's where um, we have uh, put the webcast recordings, webinar recordings. And um, they're also in Joe's Find Your Flow group as well. So one of the things we explored was what happens when stuff is going on around you and you are worrying or thinking about it and feel like you have no control over it. I was introduced to a really good model um, which is all about control and influence and all of the stuff that's going on. So I'm going to pull together a free worksheet and if you'd like to get hold of that, I'll make sure also that the link is in the show show notes for you. But it's basically looking at all the stuff that's going on. So if you imagine a big circle and you filled that with everything that's going on in your head right now, and that can be all the stuff that you're thinking about, worrying about, have concerns about. So that big circle of concern, everything that's going on for you, It might be the political situation, it might be COVID, it might be something at work, it might be a relationship, it might be um, a newspaper article that you read or the state of what's going on at the moment across the world, it might be the environment. Everything that's going on for you fills that circle of concern. If you imagine a slightly smaller circle inside of that circle, that's your circle of influence. So those are the things you have influence over smaller than your circle of concern still fairly sizable. and within that is a smaller circle again and that is the circle of control and those are the things you have direct control about now for everything we're worrying about and concerned about it's likely that a lot of it we feel or we know that we have no control over so let me give you an example this house move The reason it's been held up is because of problems at the bottom of the chain. I have absolutely no control over what's going on at the bottom of the chain. It's outside of my due restriction, due restriction, however you say that word. It's outside of what is in my interest. It's outside of what I'm able to control. We were waiting for someone to issue an invoice that could be paid by another party that would then lead to the release of a certificate which the bottom of the chain needed. It was driving me insane. And I couldn't see how I was going to be able to do anything about it because it was completely out of my control. However, when I thought about what was in my influence, that was a different matter. So by eight, being able to focus on what I might be able to influence, I was able to contact the management company who were dealing with part of the transaction. And I was fortunate that my connection with them landed in the lap of someone who was proactive and wanted to make a difference. And I believe that she helped move things on. I think if I hadn't reached out, if I hadn't have taken a chance and looked for where I could influence, even if I couldn't control, I think we'd still be a lot further behind in the process than we are now. So what I invite you to do is think about where you have influence. Because when you start to look at that, your influence, your circle of influence grows slightly and your circle of control grows with it because you feel like you have more control over the situation around what's going on. So there's lots that is outside of our control in our circle of concern. Think about environmental issues, for example. You may think that you are one small person who can't make much of a difference or an impact, who has no control over the decisions that parliaments or governments make around the way we behave and the behaviours we permit that create negative impacts in the environment. However, you do have influence There is the ability to lobby and to protest. There is the ability to make small changes as an individual or on behalf of your family, which will contribute towards a better environmental experience. So thinking about what those points of influence can be really helpful. It helps give you a sense of control, even if you aren't actually in control of the overarching thing. Sometimes, Not knowing what to do can be paralyzing and by looking more closely at your circle of influence you can come up with a bit of an action plan. Joe and I talked at length about how this can be really useful in our masterclasses. When we're thinking about coming out of lockdown and beginning to mm, take different steps and make different choices about how we feel about those steps it's interesting isn't it i've just come off a conversation with two of my very close friends um and one of them is saying that she has been into central london already a couple of times um to go and eat in outdoor restaurants and things i was saying i've got no desire right now to go back into central london at all so having that discussion and talking those things through allowed us to understand where our own comfort levels lie and then we can create a conversation around that that allows us both to meet the needs that we have and still be able to meet up in a socially distant and safe and legal way and See each other and enjoy each other's company, which will be fantastic Thinking about what your own barriers are and your own Comfort levels, safety zones, whatever you want to call them, is going to be really, really important as we go through the release out of lockdown. It is change. It's strange, isn't it? If you think back to a year ago where we were all suddenly thrown into this incredibly new and novel experience and terrifying experience for many of us of being completely locked down, It's strange to think that now the thing that feels odd, the change that we're experiencing, is not being in lockdown, is the easing of that situation. It is change. We often find it difficult to navigate change. We often find it a lot outside of our comfort zone. And why is that? Well. Humans are creatures of habit. We like predictability. We like to know what's going on. We like the safety and assurance of knowing where things are, where we fit, what our purpose is and how we are in the world. But those things won't remain the same. I saw a wonderful quote the other day that I shared on my Instagram stories and it reminded me that change is inevitable. It's good and necessary and actually we're not the same person that we were 24 hours ago even. So why do we assume that we would be or anyone else would be the same person for years and years and years? On a walk I went on recently, my lovely friend, Gemma, was sharing a story that she had heard, which I just thought was wonderful. And it was a interview with a, a gentleman who had been married for a long, long time. And he was saying that he had had to fall in love with his wife many times over their relationship, seven or eight times. And he explained this is because... She grew and she changed and she became a different person. And so he had to put the work in to fall in love with a slightly new person seven or eight times. I thought it was fascinating because we do expect people to stay the same. We expect ourselves to stay the same. We expect our relationships and our friendships to last the course, especially when we've been friends with someone for many, many years. But actually, we change and they change, and our way of experiencing the world and what we want from life changes too. So, why do we feel the need to cling on to these relationships? I know people who have put in so much work into friendships that have outrun their course, but it's really, really hard to let them go. I remember a friend of mine who I just, we were inseparable for many, many, many years and then suddenly we weren't and I felt enormous amounts of sadness and guilt and almost a bereavement over it and it was extraordinary. But, we, we had changed, our interests had changed, the way we lived our life was very different. It didn't take away anything from those formative years and that great and long-lasting and impactful friendship that we had. And it didn't change that that was still a great and impactful friendship. And yet it was really, really hard to acknowledge That it was a friendship that had run its natural course. It's interesting, isn't it, that we really struggle with those concepts of change. So, I wasn't going to talk about change, was I? But I've ended up there. Because I think that actually change and things being out of your control are really, really interlinked. What's important is to stay connected to your purpose and to your values and make sure those align. It's important to practise gratitude and to notice the wonderful things that are going on. When we begin to struggle with change, actually what we see is sometimes the, the mourning and the loss of something rather than the opportunity and possibility for the creativity of something new coming along. I think it is a period of mourning, but what we need to do is register the gratitude we have for the things that have been and the gratitude for the opportunities that are coming our way. So when you are going through change, do make time to sit with it and to feel with it and not brush it away and to take the time to be grateful and recognise what's changing and what has been before. There are rituals that we can sometimes do to cleanse areas, to, I don't know, to make us feel better, to recognise and celebrate endings. And I think it's really important to take the time to do that, to be able to move on and embrace a new opportunity. Some change is willingly chosen. It's something we're excited about, when we lean into and move towards. Other change will feel like it's put upon us, like it's happening to us and that's where that circle of concern, influence and control can come in so so handy. When you th- feel like a change is being forced upon you that's outside of your control, think about what you do have influence over, even if the influence you have is the ability to choose how you will respond to that change. We can't change other people. We can't change necessarily the things that happen, but what we can absolutely be in control of is the way that we respond to those things. What our learning is, how we choose to embrace or ignore, or look for opportunities. So one day soon, I really hope to be recording a podcast all about starting a new chapter in life about embracing newness and strangeness and becoming a small fish again in a big pond rather than that big fish in a small pond you might be used to. Familiarity makes us feel comfortable. And when we're outside of that familiarity, we do feel uncomfortable sometimes. But I'm excited about the opportunities it presents. And I'm excited to be able to talk to you from my new home, hopefully, when I record another one of these. It's just a short one this week, but I wanted you to start thinking about how you can lean into the things that you may feel are out of your control, but are worrying you or concerning you. I'll make sure and drop that free um, template sheet into the show notes so you can download it and begin to play around a bit with your circle of concern. Let me know if this helps. Let me know if you've got any other great tips or tools that you can use to explore when you're feeling slightly out of control. I'll speak to you next time. Until then, take good care. Bye. lovely thank you so much for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed it and thanks for stopping by as often as you do If you listen to the podcast, maybe you get my newsletter too. You don't? Well, if you don't get it, you can go to quietthehive.com and sign up now. But if you do get it, you'll have noticed how beautiful my newsletter is. I'm a little bit in love with it, I have to say. And it's all thanks to a great app I use called Flowdesk. That's F-L-O-D-E-S-K. Now, if it's something that you're interested in, if you like beautifully curated newsletters that are so super simple to create, if you want to create automatic workflows if you want to create sign up opt-in sheets if you want to create a beautiful newsletter that looks like mine or it's your own variation of something just as gorgeous then you need to head to flowdesk.com forward slash c forward slash quiet hive if you use that affiliate link then you'll get a subscription for $19 a month that's 50% off per month for life. If you use my affiliate link, I'm so pleased and proud to recommend them. And I absolutely wouldn't if it wasn't something I found invaluable for my own business. So head to flow flodesk, F L O desk.com forward slash C forward slash quiet the hive and make the most of that incredible deal at 50% off a month. See you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much.